Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. A report has recommended an alcohol ban in Alice Springs be urgently extended as the community grapples with how to stop a worrying crime wave. After a tense week in the town, today we speak to an ABC reporter based there. Hi, my name's Sam Johnshaw and I'm a journalist with the ABC in Alice Springs. Sam, let's start our discussion on Monday evening in Alice Springs. Or or highlight a story. And that's why tonight we've all come together again. Thank you. We know an impromptu meeting had been organised for the community to discuss the concerning rise in crime there. Yeah, word about this meeting started circulating on social media um, just a couple days before it was held. And it was actually billed as a town meeting to address the town's crime crisis, which, you know, for the four years that I've lived here has always been a serious talking point but has really boiled over in the last six months and obviously, you know, hit fever pitch last Tuesday when the Prime Minister visited. Mm. The Prime Minister is expected to address the media shortly in Alice Springs after bowing to pressure to visit the Red Centre over concerns the crime wave there is now out of control. Locals are furious. Aboriginal So how many people are, are turning up to this meeting? Just paint the picture for me. Yeah, so we understand that about 2,500 to 3,000 people attended. You know, we know that because the venue that um, the person who organised it booked was at capacity and they had to stop letting people in. Now, for context, there's only about 25,000 people who live in Alice Springs. So, you know, that's, you know, maybe 10% of the population. OK, well, just being informed that there's still several hundred people outside that they're not allowing in because we've reached capacity. Yeah, so quite a lot. And it was convened by a local business owner, Garth Thompson. All right. Sorry, that's my wife, Katie, saying I need to introduce myself and I'll just skip that part. But <laughs> my name's Garth Thompson. I've grown up here What's his story? So Garth Thompson has grown up in Alice Springs. He's lived here for 44 years and he owns a local motorsports shop. Now he's on the main highway through town and has had a few very serious break-ins over the years where people have actually driven into his shop's front facade. Basically, the negligence that we are being provided by our government needs to stop and... It's as simple as that. He's angry, particularly at the Northern Territory government. He doesn't think that it's doing enough and actually called the meeting to spruik a class action lawsuit he wants to bring against them. He says he wants the government to pay damages in the realm of around $1.5 billion. I'm more than proud to stand here and say we as a community of Alice Springs are about to sue our government for $1.5 billion in compensation. Now... Most people in the crowd didn't actually know that that's why the meeting had been called. Mm. You know, there was some support for the idea in the crowd, but a lot of people also didn't necessarily back the idea. Mm. You know, most people were there just to air their grievances and, you know, wanted to see if there were any solutions floating around that people could suggest. Okay, because there has been a surge in crime in Alice Springs, so that's the concern of the residents there. So what happens next? He's telling the crowd he wants, you know, to sue the government, and then what do we see happen? Yeah, so there wasn't much of a structure to the meeting, but then the microphone started getting handed around and, you know, things sort of shifted. I don't want to be looking over my shoulder to see if there's someone that's going to try and grab my handbag. The children are being neglected. They should be into the care of NT families. 
just to calm a few of those little people over there, there is absolutely nothing racial based about what we are trying to do tonight. We um, also heard this comment that's um, sort of been circulated widely from Mr Thompson himself. Every single time you see a group of kids, whoever they are, during school time, ring the police, do a welfare check. And look at that clown over there in the brown and yellow shirt. And then this is when the meeting took a real turn. A small group of people in the crowd took real issue with this kind of language mm. and began calling out from the back of the room. Okay, so about 20 minutes into the meeting, he then has to shut this meeting down. Yeah, exactly. It was He didn't think that it was going to end well. Thank you very much. I'm going to pull it up. I do appreciate everybody being here. I'm going to hang around if you'd like to come forward. Mm, so what were people saying? How was the mood then? There was certainly some upset from a small group in the crowd about some of the narratives being put forward. You know, people are rightly fed up at the damage to the town and home break-ins and business owners are at their wits' end. But some people feel the meeting turned into a meeting about race and demonising mm. young people. Um, and I think that what we saw tonight was a very effective and clever attempt to stir up rhetoric to unite people around the cause of continuing to criminalise very vulnerable people. I'm talking about some of the young people in this town, in this area and from this region. We thought we were going to go there with some sort of solution. It was a husband and wife that got up and spoke, but all it was about the money, money, money. You know, we don't want the racism side to start taking effect, which we know is happening. And Alice Springs is very racist. You know, we feel it every day. On the other hand, there were a lot of people in the room with good intentions who were there because they care about kids, they care about mm. the town, and, you know, they say they're really frustrated by the status quo and they want to come up with solutions. You know, it's become commonplace here for people to replace a car window or two a year because they've had them smashed in, and most people have had at least one break-in in the last 12 months. Yes, at the end of the day, we're just hoping for change, something to change. I mean, it's a sad situation here in Alice, but... Um, if people don't bond together, you ain't going to get changed. Mm, it's pretty extraordinary, isn't it? It's a really hard story, I would have thought, to tell because it does involve young people, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it is really important to remember at the end of the day that we are talking about young people, their children, you know, children as young as eight sometimes who are getting involved in this kind of behaviour. You know, and on the other hand, people really are struggling. You know, you hear some people say that, you know, they are scared when they go to sleep at night and people are spending thousands of dollars privately to um, help themselves feel safe in their homes at night. So mm. it's a very emotional issue and, and, and a really complicated one that, you know, I think it needs to be told with a lot of empathy. This spike in crime, it's really escalated in the past six months. Explain to me why. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, this has been an issue for the four years that I've lived here. It's close to home for everyone, and everyone is affected by it in some way. But, you know, crime has also undeniably kind of um, gotten a bit more intense in the last six months. You know, crime has been trending upwards for a while, but then, you know, six months ago when um, certain alcohol restrictions were lifted, the police statistics, um, you know, definitely took a turn upwards. Mm, so these were alcohol restrictions that were in place for around 15 years. They'd been in place for a long time since the intervention. 
So going back to the Howard years. Tonight, a national emergency. The Prime Minister plans a federal takeover of Aboriginal communities in the Northern Territory to stop the sexual abuse of children. Black townships under federal control, the permit system scrapped bans on alcohol and pornography as power is wrested from the Territory. And all of a sudden, they're taken away. They're gone. That takeaway alcohol ban ended last year and things dramatically changed after that. There has been an uptick in violence. It's really confronting and really sad for the communities where this violence is happening, for the families who are experiencing it firsthand, for the frontline workers who are seeing it day in and day out, and for the domestic and family violence shelters that are stretched even more than they usually are. You know, police statistics show commercial break-ins increased 56% on the year before, mm. from 538 to 838, and Home invasions also went up from 820 to 1,005. Mm, okay, so what was the feeling among the community when that ban ended? Yeah, so for context, that ban um, ended without a huge amount of notice. And at the time, there was a lot of concern from all sections in the community that not enough work had been done to actually prepare the community for this change. So, you know, the time that the bans ended was a moment of concern for a lot of people. So this ban came in during the intervention, which was hugely controversial. But after that, successive governments sort of kept it in place until 2022 when it expired and then it was lifted. Now, last week, Anthony Albanese, you mentioned, went to Alice Springs. Today we have uh, some significant uh, announcements to make, uh, but also uh, some foreshadowing of future activity to deal with. Tell us about that. Tell us what then happened. Yeah, the Prime Minister visited last week and he agreed to a snap review for recommendations of what to do next with the alcohol ban. Now, he, alongside the Northern Territory Chief Minister Natasha Files, made a snap decision to reintroduce alcohol restrictions, which limited the amount of alcohol that could be purchased in Alice Springs as what he called a circuit breaker for three months. There aren't easy off-the-shelf solutions. Uh, it's not just about uh, alcohol, it's about employment, it's about service delivery, it's about getting staff on the ground. He also committed extra funding to police and emergency accommodation. They also appointed Darrell Anderson as the new Central Australian Regional Controller. Now, she led consultation with community over the last week about how to best address the problem of violence and has been looking specifically at whether or not alcohol restrictions should be introduced. Mm. Now, she's actually delivered that report to them with recommendations, and she's recommended that the NT government extend those restrictions to other communities in Central Australia, as well as the town camps around Alice Springs. Now, I guess a lot of people would make the point, Sam, that even with the alcohol ban back in place, it doesn't address the underlying problems that are going on in the Northern Territory that are going on in Alice Springs. Certainly. As much as the focus has been on alcohol, the situation here is really much more nuanced than that. You know, people say that this story really started 15 years ago with the intervention. When Indigenous communities here lost control of their own communities and left people without work, land was acquired, new structures were set up that put decision-making elsewhere. For First Nations people here in Alice Springs that you speak to, the trauma of this time, you know, seeing the army come to communities and that experience of dispossession, it still haunts people. 
Many people I've spoken to say that legacy is fueling these social problems, along with what one group has called the chronic neglect of remote communities, where there are fewer and fewer services there which are pushing people into town. And once they're here, they're unsupported. There's nowhere for them to stay. And that's then there's also an ongoing housing crisis in communities, which means people are living in severely overcrowded conditions. And I spoke to Sharice Bazicott from an organization here in Alice Springs called Children's Ground. And, you know, she says that just looking at one issue isn't going and to fix the And a lot of what I here. think the issue is around the youth is the kids, they just don't have a place. There's nowhere for them. Where do they fit in and how do they fit in? Um, and so, you know, not having somewhere to go, this is how they this is their way of, for me, it's asking for help, you know. Samantha Johnshire is a reporter based in Alice Springs. The alcohol bans will remain in place until communities have time to develop their own alcohol management plans. They'll then have the option of opting out of the restrictions. The Northern Territory and federal governments are also negotiating over increased funding for justice and remote services. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Sydney Peed and Chris Dengate, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. Over the weekend, catch This Week with David Lipson. He'll be looking at the proposed changes to Medicare. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.